could be the lead singer of ACDC. I think you could easily fit easily. into that role. Um, we started off a little highway to hell because that is the road I've been on for a while, <laughs> and I am still on it. And I'm it's it's a fast road. It, the the vehicles are moving quick. Well, it is quite hot outside too. It's really hot. Anyway, I'm Rachel Morgan. I think I think that's my name. I think your name is I don't know Kyle McKinnon. That's close enough. <laughs> um, Charlie Sanders. I don't know. I'm having flashbacks from <laughs> 2006. Anyway, I am on the highway to hell because I am. In, you know, the, the festival. When you're listening to this, the festival's probably happening, but um, or at least very soon. But I am. We're 20 days away right now. We're more from the time of recording, and I am in pain. Well. We're going to take that pain and create something uh, useful out of it in this very special episode of Side Talks, because we, uh, in a later segment, are going to talk about that sidewalk lineup. Yeah, we will. Hit some high points. We'll make it fun. But first, anyway, we're off. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Fight. So it's time for a five-minute McFight. Five-minute fight. Yes. Okay. And you, this is, I feel like I'm, I feel like I've got my hands tied behind my back right now. I am so ill prepared for this, but Brad, start that timer anyway. It'll be more fun, maybe. Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. I proposed this five minute fight because every time I talk about a musical in any context, your response is like, I don't love musicals though. Yeah, but okay, so I like some musicals. Let's get us out of the way. Okay. I want to tell you that I love dance musicals. I love Footloose. I love Hairspray. I love dance musicals. So th- there's got to be some component of, of you know, physical performance, dance. Uh, I have issues when people break out into song. Now, there are exceptions to that rule. You okay. know me. I like Moulin Rouge. I like La La Land. Sure. But you did, did slack me today a long list of sh- bullshit. So I think that the <laughs> subgenre, the subgenre that I don't like is the bullshit musical. Uh, you're going to have to clarify what that means because that's <laughs> it, not a subgenre that's recognized. It is one that I am going to recognize right now. And as a matter of fact, when I go do my dissertation, I might write it on the bullshit musical and all that that entails. And um, and so what are some of the things, the, the bullshit you listed? West Side Story. You don't like West Side? Okay. No, it's mm. bullshit. Okay. We both so agree you don't on like, Annie being, you don't Annie's like a bitch. Broadway adaptations, the big belty show right. tunes. You don't like... You know, the, the things that are very, you know, consciously artificial, uh, like a West Side Story, uh, like the Music Man. Um, you know, there, there are plenty of other examples of, of those, like Rodgers and Hammerstein adaptations or something like the, the more recent Sondheim adaptations we've gotten, like Sweeney Todd or Oh, it's so annoying. Uh, Sweeney the Todd was okay, but no, not really. Uh, I mean, it's just fine. I, and I'm going to offend my mom and say, like, I don't like any of that, like, funny girl mm. BS. So I'm going on the record for saying that, and I think... I think ultimately, I don't have a huge argument here. I want to hear a little bit of what you have to say, but I think ultimately my the the end all be all of my argument here is keep it on the stage. Okay, well, I strongly disagree about that. Um, I, I love musicals in general, um, pretty much. Not all of them. I mean, that would be that would be like me saying like I love all comedies. Well, that's just not possible. Um, there are musicals I don't like, but but most musicals, like the form of musical, the idea of people you know, breaking um, suspension of disbelief that a viewer might have and just bursting into song and and everything existing in this heightened world where that's a thing that happens and nobody, like, thinks twice about it. That's very appealing to me. There's something about that style um, that I think translates very well 
to film, especially the big Technicolor extravaganzas of like the 60s with the Rodgers and Hammerstein adaptations and, and mm. uh, West Side Story in particular, which I think – Miserable. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful movie. I had to watch movie. that in school. I um, remember that. I remember that being a you know an early sort of like requirement and I, and I hated it. And, you know, like let me just say this really quickly and that is that I don't disagree with you about sort of this – uh, not I don't hate the form of like I break into song and it's normal. What I hate is this the standard musical that is so just people kind of singing about bullshit they're doing. Like I'm now going to walk to a door. I'll open that door. I'll walk out that door. I'll find my car keys. I'll go to the car. I'll drive the car. I'll drive, 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 drive the car. Is, is that a, is that a song by Pasek and Paul? That could be in a fucking musical, and you know it. Like that's the thing is, it's just it's when it's just about like the the most obvious thing that's happening. Like we're just going to sing. We got we got Evan Hansen. And in here yeah. singing, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. I'm looking that's forward true. to that movie. Mm-hmm, uh, well, that's a different case. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so like you know, backing it up to like <laughs> early uh, musicals, the, the Busby Berkeley things, which obviously yeah. are so formative, and then you've got Astaire and Rogers, and you've got Vincent Minnelli and Arth- the the Freed Unit and Gene Kelly. All of that stuff I can't get enough of. Yeah. Um, you know, Singing in the Rain is one of the best movies ever made, um, and I love that. The so classic much. musical, I don't hate as much. It's not my thing. It's, it's not, not my your thing. thing but it's you're not, not my thing. Like Meet Me in St. Louis, or ooh, don't really love that. Uh, but I, I'm picky about it. But some of those I don't really dislike, and I do think that those were built for for the for a theater to be seen in a theater, not to be seen on your yes. television at home. And certainly not your your fucking tablet. I, I'm glad you've got a good sound bar. Somebody mentions this in the New York Times this past week that like I don't need to go to the theater anymore because I have a really good sound bar. Uh-huh. I want to take the sound bar and ram it up their ass. <laughs> anyway, that's not what this argument's about. This argument's about musicals. I'm not gonna. I don't want to even get into the classics. A lot of the, uh, those sort of deep classics. I just think that that some of those are okay. Some are not. As a general rule, the, the the films that you listed when you when you were sort of happy and excited about listing musicals, I think most of them were shit. What is it about the ones that you like hmm. that make them stand out? Um, I don't. You know. A, a sort of uniqueness, and and again, a, um, and Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman, and Emma Stone. There just just seemed to be a you know a, a connection between. Right. I, I'm admitting I'm admitting a fault there, but but I think ultimately my biggest problem is the musicals where the where the music is just being sung about like the shit that's happening. That's so annoying. Come see Dear Evan Hansen at the Sidewalk Cinema in September, probably. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, pro- I mean, look, we sold a lot of tickets to In the Heights. I'm not going to deny it. Because I'm not, good. A, I'm not, I, I, I'm not here to be popular, Corey. <laughs> I'm here to hate on musicals. <laughs> this could go either way. Right? I, I'm clearing my throat, getting ready to sing. Um, no, can you imagine? Um, <laughs> I, can, I can, Sam. I can. Oh no. Um, okay, I'm gonna give maybe like ten thousand points to Corey for the perspective of that it's kind of a heightened realistic world. It is oddly surreal, um, but Rachel does completely win here. Musicals need improvement, um, and for now the genre is just complete trash. Uh, so yeah, keep the fact that said Rachel said keep it on the stage entirely true. Plus a million points for that. Um, hashtag keep it on the stage. Hey Sam. Fuck you. Hey, Corey, keep it on the stage. Let's keep it on the stage. How about we keep it on the stage? <laughs> so. So we've we got a lineup. We, yes, we, we do. we got a do. lineup for, this, for the 20, what year is it? 23rd? 
Yeah, but I'm 23rd. saying what year are we in? 20, oh, 2021? The, the year of 2021 BC. That's that's um, the number you've had trouble recalling? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, we are in that year, and this is the Sidewalk Film Festival. I haven't slept in a long time, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about some stuff in that lineup. But ho- hold on a minute, because if indeed you are not coming to the Sidewalk Film Festival, or that isn't exciting to you, or you're in some other country, like we know we have some listeners in other countries. Hello, I wish I could say hello in your uh, your native language, uh, but I don't. I can hello like, from uh, America. Things are They're not bad. good here. <laughs> I only speak English and then um, Mexican restaurant food names. That's all. Um, but I wish I could welcome you. But anyway, I want you to know that we're going to make this fun. So just hang in there because at the very least, I think this will be a good sort of suggestions of viewing. But also we'll just – trust me, we'll keep it fun. As a matter of fact, I'll start by talking about the one that got away. All right. Let's hear it. The one that got away that I knew we would never get anyway, but that I still sent emails out to people I don't know and had them translated into French. And, um, and that is that I really, really wanted to screen Aline. So if you don't know what this is, <laughs> dear listener, and and that's understandable, this is a movie that just premiered at the recent 2021 Cannes Film Festival in July, and it is a fictionalized biopic, a lightly fictionalized biopic about the singer Celine Dion, who we've talked about on this podcast, and who I, she's I'm not come up sing, once or twice. I'm not going to sing right now, but uh, but I have sung in the past. So. Rachel, this movie has an interesting conceit, at least. It's not just Celine Dion's life story very lightly fictionalized. It's Celine Dion's life story uh, in which the main character, whose name is Aline uh, in the film, is portrayed by the same woman who I believe is an actress at this point in her 40s. Is that correct? No, I think she's in her 50s, actually. Well, that's weirder. Uh, I, I could be wrong. She's somewhere between her mid-40s and mid-50s. Let's put it mid, – mid-40s and early 50s. Let's put it that way. So she portrays this character, Aline, from childhood to adulthood. Like it's the same actress playing this character as a little a little girl. Let me be more illustrative. Okay, please. One of the critics has said – I mean many critics have come out and said it has to be seen to be believed. This is disgusting, horrific – all kinds of words that I that catch my eye and make me request a film. And, of course, I haven't heard anything back, y'all, so it's not probably not going to happen. But the description, uh, they describe the sort of opening scene in this film or opening couple of scenes in this film, which is worth your time. And that is that, if you haven't read this, which is that it's the opening shot is like Celine Dion, Aline, the fake Celine, laying on her bed with her children in an all-white bedroom, wearing all white. The kids are wearing all white. Everything is all white. And it, for no reason at all, cuts to her parents at a much younger age having met and they, they don't really understand why it does that. And then it suddenly cuts to a little girl who we assume is Aline because Celine, Aline, because she's singing oh in a very God. impressive way at a, like a birthday party is like when you get a little kid to perform and that from the back, the little kid looks like a little kid, just like a total normal little kid with this amazing, crazy, like adult voice. Uh-huh. But then the camera f- comes from behind her to the front of her to reveal the 57-year-old actress who we've seen before just shrunken down. That's that's so strange. Now, maybe she's 47. Either way, this is an adult fucking woman who's probably post-menopause shrunken down to be a seven-year-old. It's like that Martin Short movie, Clifford. <laughs> a movie that is great, by the way. Uh, so there's no reason to think that Aline could not be great. It sounds kind of great, to be honest. This sounds wonderfully uncomfortable. 
Uh, I can't wait. Anyway, uh, you know what? We're, we're here to talk a little bit about this 2021 sidewalk lineup. I'm just telling you a film that, damn, I tried to get. The minute that can get programmed, I'm going to put it on the screen. I cannot wait. Hey, 2022, maybe it'll play at the cinema between now and then. Who knows? But... Uh, uh, rest assured. <laughs> Y'all don't know how bad I wanted to come out of the gate with like even a secret screening and, and come into that secret screening and announce, guess what we're going to be watching um, and see the audience reaction. But it's not happening. It's not happening. But let's let's start by talking about some of the special events in the lineup this year. We'll be very brief. We'll cover a couple of things. But um, there are some kind of interesting special events. This has been an odd year to program, as I've mentioned before, and certainly as I think everybody can probably guess. We are in the midst of a pandemic. I don't know what else to say. This is sort of the the post-COVID, new COVID, pre-COVID, are we in a pandemic? Yes, we are. What the fuck are we in? People are using <laughs> words like doomsday. I don't know where my, I don't know where my head is. Anyway, it's been a, it's been a not fun one, but I love you. Um, so let's talk about some of those special events. What's caught your eye, Corey? Uh, well, there are a couple things. I mean, obviously your ninth annual Saturday morning cartoons is going to be bright and early. Um, on Saturday morning at the Sidewalk Film Festival. And everybody who has come to that uh, before knows that it's filled with a lot of retro surprises and free breakfast cereal. Uh, yeah. So that's a that's a fun time. Classic 80s, 90s cartoons. And I put in the vintage commercials, which is uh, – that tends to be everybody's favorite part, really. And a few surprises in there as well. And, yeah, I mean, who can complain about getting free cereal and watching that? It's a very – I think it's a really good way to start your festival weekend. Totally. Um you know, there are a lot of interesting um, sort of repertory screenings that we're doing sort of interesting things with um, the ones that come out, the 10th anniversary screening that's a little bit more appropriate than just the 10th anniversary screening of Steven Soderbergh's Contagion that's going to have yes. a panel discussion about what the movie got right uh, and what the movie got wrong, considering that we've <laughs> we are currently living through a pandemic much like the one illustrated in Contagion, not as severe. Uh, fortunately, yeah. I mean, are we living through it, or are we, are we just living? Uh, these are the <laughs> questions I'm asking myself. But I will. I've got to give credit. Chloe Cook came up with that concept, and we are we are doing it. So that's kind of a cool one. Yeah, and um, another one is the 30th anniversary screening of, of Thelma and Louise, um, and yes. that's a movie that you've talked about on this podcast before. Yeah, and I it's an interesting one. It does have an, it's an anniversary year, so I really wanted to fit it in this year. And my hope is, and I've got a bunch of emails to send, but my hope is that we're going to have a panel discussion after the screening of that film with some feminist scholars and talk about how that film has held up, what it meant to them, what its cultural impact was. Is it feminist? Is it not feminist? And maybe discuss and debate. So that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, there are a number of parties over the weekend, yeah, the course. opening night party. We'll talk more about the opening night film in just a minute. Uh, but the opening night party is going to be immediately following the screening of, of, of that film um, on um, Third Avenue North there, uh, outside yeah. the Alabama, outside uh, the Lyric. Or is that second? Why, why can't I? I live there. Yeah, you live on this road. It's third. It's, it's third. I knew that. Which, Alabama, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're, but for the next 20 minutes, we're going to be discussing what street numbers are what in downtown Birmingham. Well, it's just fun, it's just funny that my mind went blank <laughs> as soon as it was time to say that. Yeah. And it's a road that I drive on literally every day. That's how that works, though. Um, and then, of course, the Saturday night party, which is going to be held at Boutwell Auditorium. Um, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Is and, that and, – and looking at the lineup, that's homecoming-themed? Is that correct? It is homecoming-themed. And, you know, we are – we've got the – we've un, most unfortunately had to put the mask ordinance back in place. It's going to be an interesting year to see how things pan out. 
man, I hope that everybody just suddenly gets vaccinated in the next 48 hours and we're good. But uh, we're trying to be as safe as possible. But also everybody is really ready to to do something um, other than worry and wring our hands. So hopefully we'll be able to do this all in a, in a very safe environment and have some fun over the weekend. And I God, I hope 2022 isn't like this. Yeah, totally. Are there any special events that I'm uh, looking over there. That I mean, there, you know, a lot. We, again, again, because of because of the era we're in, we've 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 cut back a lot of the parties and mm-hmm. the sort of socializing and what little because what little we are doing, we're going to try to do very safely, and that takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So some of that is 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 rolled back, but you know, we have some we have some rep screenings. I thought it would be really fun to do a screening of three ninjas on our family lineup. That's right. And that's you know cut a nod back to the day when um, in kids' films we had automatic weapons and people actually. <laughs> had would really have gotten hurt and so that should be a fun kind of retro kind of screening in addition to that i was looking at stuff that's kind of hard to find but that we'd like to celebrate and one of those is a is a film called the target shoots first yeah i was curious about this this is a a sidewalk alum from the early early days 2000 of yeah. yeah year 2000 so i think that was second annual wow yeah. And and this is a film about a young man who was a philosophy major who gets a job at Columbia Records and Columbia Records being of course the you send you know for a penny you get these 12 cassettes sent to your house and you sign up for the record club and he's trying to infiltrate he's sort of coming in as a he gets hired because not because he's a philosophy major believe it or not but because he's got this this sort of uh, uh ability to identify new music, which at the time would have been the grunge music, would have been, you know, Nirvana and so Mud Honey and so on and so forth. And so they hire him for that, but he's up against trying to have some creative control in a corporate world. And of that's course. what this film is is about. And so we thought it'd be fun to to find a film that we celebrated back in two thousand that is a little harder to find and, and bring it back and look at it with through the lens of twenty twenty one. And so there's some special event kind of stuff like that. It's more film centric special events sure. because of again the nature of, of the era. But I do think, you know, looking back at some of these things is going to be a lot of fun. And, and of course, some of the conversation around the films are going to be hopefully relevant and fun to the era that we're in. Cool. And where else are you going to see Mrs. Doubtfire with a live score? Oh, you're waiting on that one, weren't you? Well, you know, it, it's one thing that I, that just caught my eye. Um, whatever possessed you to do that. There's a long story here. I'll keep it short though. Um, so back at, in the day when we were doing Sundance way back in January, uh-huh. um, and when Sundance happened, we, you know, we, there, we were to drive in. So I thought they really wanted us to bring some of the spirit of sidewalk to the event. And of course they ask other festivals to bring the spirit of their um, festivals to the event. So of course at the time, what I thought of was let's do a rep screening of something with a unique live score to it. And I, and what better fun than to deconstruct a, a, at this point in time, somewhat provocative film considering (laughs) it's could be considered offensive question mark. We could debate that, but that's not what we're doing at this event. We are going to be screening this film and having a DJ do a, a new live score to it with the captions on the screen. So it should be a lot of fun. And I think potentially very surreal. Oh, it couldn't help but be the movie is surreal enough without, you know, addition. But the concept came, it it came out of, uh, it came out of Sundance because we were going to do it at a drive in. And then, it of course rained and stormed that night and was also like the coldest day of the year. Right. And so we're, I just myself and DJ Hollywood who came up with a score for this, we're talking and we're like, we just have to, he spent a lot of time on it. And also it was just such a great idea. And we had people pulling in, 
even in the with with like trash cans being blown by wind, people were pulling in like, "What do you mean it's not happening?" So we're going to actually put this in the Lyric Theater and make an event of it. I, I'm really excited for it. Well, those are the special events. I guess I should mention the most exciting special event of all, of course, is a live production of this very podcast, Side Talks Live. Oh yeah, one forty-five p.m. Saturday afternoon at the Sidewalk Cinema. Come see your your faves. And yell at Sam for hating musicals or whatever. Should be a should be a lot of shenanigans. There, it's nothing but shenanigans. Um, let's let's. My move. mom will be there. Well, that's great. Maybe so, she'll have my back. In some of the everybody stuff. come and meet meet my mom and Corey's wife. And uh, even you know, I don't know. Kathleen might be seeing something else. Yeah, that Kathleen time. might. <laughs> Kathleen might uh, go see Three Ninjas or the Capote tapes or something. I don't blame her. I don't fucking. She's blame just her. like I'll listen to it later. Anyway, yeah, we won't keep you too long with these special events. There's a lot more of them, but that, those are the highlights, of course. I also will mention, you know, we've got LFG playing in the festival, which is, of course, a film that you've talked about, yeah. which we'll talk about in, in the in the, in the the docs uh, section of the podcast. But it is indeed a film about soccer. And so we have it playing, and then Mrs. Doubtfire is pay- playing after it. And so in between those films, when you've got a nice, cool one-hour break, join us in the street there for, hopefully, fingers crossed, a pickup soccer game. I mean, just that, uh, going from LFG to Mrs. Doubtfire makes it's just ripe for shenanigans. That that is. environment is just is. ripe for shenanigans. So we're going to try to have a pickup soccer game. That'll be happening too. Again, lots of other fun surprises like that that you know will make the weekend a memorable one. Well, that was a very special episode where we fought about musicals and talked about special events, and I haven't slept. And anyway, we're your own personal cinematic triangle and cowbell. Okay, yeah. In the next episode of Side Talks, (laughs) we're going to talk about some of the documentaries that you'll be able to see at the Sidewalk Film Festival. And a bunch of other bullshit. And a bunch of other bullshit, as usual. So thanks, as always, for listening. Thanks, of course, to our friends here at Boutwell Studios for producing us and check us out on social media. If you haven't gotten those sidewalk tickets and passes yet, what's wrong with you? Get them. Get them. Sidewalkfest.com is where you can get them. Or you could find us on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You'll want to follow those uh, various channels for up to the minute breaking news about stuff happening at the festival. Um, And, of course, all the other cool stuff that you've come to expect from Sidewalk. See you later, alligator. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.